Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson. I'm here with Joe Delera today. Joe, we're going to talk about all things Summer League, how to bet it, how to watch it, who we're watching for. Is Chet Holmgren in the Hall of Fame yet? We got the whole thing. How are you doing today, Joe? Uh, just got back from the city prior to recording. Uh, spent a little time with my cousin. He's home from the military, so that was cool. And, uh, you know, got to, got to thank him for his service. But we had a great day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Matt Moore obviously is not here today. Matt is actually in Vegas right now. He had to go see Chet Holmgren for himself. I'm told Matt is hoping to get there for the Hall of Fame ceremony for Chet. So, well, hopefully he got there in time. Uh, basically guaranteeing a Kevin Durant trade sometime in the next few days since Matt is in Vegas and we'll have to kind of record from there. But uh, Joe is at Joe Delera on Twitter. Joe's one of our top NBA analysts. We're just going to jump right into Summer League. So Joe, California Classic already happened. It's already over. Sorry you missed it. You pretty much missed Keegan Murray and not a lot else. Salt Lake City Summer League is wrapping up as we are recording. You'll be listening to this when it comes to you on Thursday. The Vegas Summer League, that's the big one. That's just what we would call Summer League, basically. Starts Thursday evening. There are games from July 7th through July 17th, the championship night. So, Joe, have you watched any Summer League so far this year? I have. I can't tell you that it's the best basketball, but it is basketball. <laughs> so uh, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's cool to see these guys like, you know, getting on the court for the first time and like, you know, having really, really hot takes immediately about like Chet Holmgren. It's like, how is he not the number one pick? How was Keegan Murray not the number one pick? Like when he was the only one that had played, <laughs> uh, but it, but it's fun. Like I like it. And it's a good opportunity to kind of just see like the energy that these guys have and, you know, have a, have a good time. Uh, you know, it's something that you can throw on the TV if you don't want to watch baseball or at the W. Yeah, exactly. I definitely get some, uh, some WNBA watching in. But between W and a little big three on Saturdays, we got the basketball tournament coming up, I think, a week or two from now. I mean, it's July, and we are starving, and we need some basketball. So Summer League is about the best we got on a, on a weekday evening or even occasionally in the afternoon. Yeah, I watched a little uh, Chet Holmgren yesterday, saw his debut as we are taping this Wednesday evening, watched a little more of him against the great Kenneth Lofton Jr. on Wednesday evening. I got my OKC hoodie on today representing Chet Fever, Chet and Poku, the Sin Towers, Josh Giddy is diming it up. I mean, look, you have to just kind of take Summer League with a grain of salt and have a little fun with it. But when you're watching Summer League, other than just having fun, 
like as an NBA analyst, but before we get into actually betting the, the games itself, what yeah. are you actually taking away from any of these games other than just ridiculous hyperbole about how awesome these young guys are? So some of the things that I like to look for, are like, is somebody making good decisions? Um, you know, it's like, I get that, especially these younger guys are like these rookies. Realistically, it's like, are you seeing like really bad turnovers where it's, or it's like they're driving and you know, it's like, if they're a top pick, they're going to, they're going to make the roster. Like they're going to be on the team. So it's like, I'm more concerned about them making a bad decision sometimes than like the other guys that are like, I need to score. Like I have to put up stats because I'm trying to make a roster. But like, if a guy like say Chet, for example, like if Chet is like driving in the lane and it's like, there's like multiple open guys on the wing. I'm like, I might be looking for him to make that pass there because in summer league, maybe you can get away with it, but like not necessarily, you know, a couple months from now during the regular season. So I'm looking for that. And I'm also looking to see, did any of these younger guys maybe like develop a better jumper or like another tool to their game. So it's like, if all of a sudden I see somebody shooting threes, I was like, Whoa, I did not know they had that as part of their game. That's interesting. And it could even help like with props moving forward. Um, it's like, if you see somebody starting to pop threes in summer league, it's like, Ooh, I wonder if they're being told to work on that. Yeah. And like, that's something that you can kind of take advantage of like right when the season starts, if they're going to play. Yeah. I agree with both of those things. I will say though, we have to be careful with the decision-making thing because what we don't know, what we're not privy to is what you just said. What did the coach tell Chet to do? Yeah. Because maybe coach said, Chet, you're a scorer this summer. We want to see you develop your scoring. Well, we know you can pass. We don't want to see you passing the ball, drive into dudes, get into the paint and get buckets. Yeah. And if that's the mandate from the coach, then you're not supposed to make that pass to the open exactly. guy in the corner. You're supposed to, you're supposed to shoot seven of 28 and like, we, we have to be careful of what we're judging on a numbers basis. Really, if you did shoot 7 of 28, that's a terrible night, by the way, on yeah. any, <laughs> any way you slice it. But what I've noticed, too, when you look at the numbers, as you're kind of checking numbers on these guys, the important number there is the 28, if that happened. Because, yeah. you know, like shooting percentages, not really that important. It, it'd be nice. You know, we'd love to see a guy make a few three-pointers. If somebody goes like one of 20 on threes for the summer, it's not a great sign probably, but it matters that they took the 23s like volume yeah. shooting volume attempts matters. It's one of the most translatable stats from summer league to NBA based on some of the studies I've seen in the past. So especially with Chet Holmgren, for example, the dude is shooting a lot of three pointers, a lot more than he shot at Gonzaga. Yeah. He looked good shooting at Gonzaga, but he just wasn't that involved. One of the easiest kind of low-hanging fruits, I thought, on how can he be a better immediately, take some more threes. And it yeah. seems like that appears, like you said, to be a clear mandate from the coach. And he looks good. All the better that he looks good. But it's more important that he's taking them than that the shots are going in. They're both yeah. important, but you need to see both sides. Um, some things I look for, I guess, things I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for defense. Like this no. is not, this is not the place to judge defense. Sure. Block a shot. That's great. But like team defense working together, that takes time. That takes chemistry. That takes competency, which is not a thing that half of the guys on these rosters are bringing at an NBA level. I'm not focusing on the big men. Usually not on like the glue guy type players. This is not their setting. Like no. you, you want to focus on, the guards, you know, the guys who can dribble, guys who can shoot. 
Cam Thomas was a co-MVP last year for Brooklyn in the summer league because the dude can just dribble and get a shot and he's a bucket. Like the guys that you just describe as that dude is a bucket. Welcome to summer league. That's who we're here to watch right now. So that you, we want to watch those guys. And I think the other thing too, for me, as I think about what am I seeing and maybe too, am I going to bet this guy for rookie of the year? It's not necessarily what I do see, but sometimes it's what I don't see. Like, it's not that I watch chat a couple of games and I'm like, you see, he's great. He's dominant. The numbers are there. He's going to win rookie of the year. Look, FanDuel dropped Chet Holmgren's odds to make him the favorite after one summer league game. This is which insane. Is insane. Patently insane. Summer league to me is not about proving who's good. We don't know if Chet is good. We don't know if Keegan Murray is good. I mean, we do. We know they're good. They got drafted top five. Summer league can disqualify people, though, to me. Yeah. If you just, I think what is if yeah, you yeah. just can't hang athletically, or if you just like you have no idea, like you panic with a ball in your hands. Like I remember seeing Killian Hayes first time in summer league. And I was like, Ooh, this is not ready to go. By the way, still that way with Killian. Yeah. It's still the same way. Focus on the flashes. Flashes are good, but if for long stretches, they just don't belong out there. That's, that's a big takeaway for me. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's interesting is like not to talk about the past too much, but if you look at the guys who led in the raw, like counting stats last year in the summer league for points, it was, Cam Thomas, Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, Trey Jones, Jalen Well, like they all like wound up being fairly good last year yeah. at differing levels of good, but like they were all like fairly good. And then even rebounds, you know, you have like Jalen Smith got just got a new contract. Paul Reed, like B-Ball Paul should have gotten more minutes way earlier, <laughs> you know, and then it's like Sangoon was on that list. So it's like there's I think that's something we can take, like looking at it at the end and be like, oh, these guys were good consistently the whole time. So it's like, because there's something to be said about the flashes and the consistency, at least in like the counting stats, I think. And that kind of goes into what you were saying. It's like, it's not necessarily about the percentages here. It's like, were you scoring? Were you grabbing rebounds? Like, what were you doing out there on the floor? Yeah. And were you playing enough to be able to do it? Like, it's back to the volume thing, too. Here's the most recent Vegas Summer League MVPs. So I said Cam Thomas last summer was co-MVP with Davion Mitchell on the Kings. Before that, Brandon Clark, a little bit of an outlier, but Brandon Clark is one of those just 150% energy at all times, guys. Like, look, think of this as an all-star game. Like, who do you want as your all-star game MVP? It's just the dude that's going to shoot 100 times or the big man that's going to just get every rebound and every hustle play. So Brandon Clark and then Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Tyus Jones. This, you, you got all of these just guards who are just going to play hard and they're not really Lonzo is a top 10 pick, but that's, I think the only one on the list, not necessarily the Chet Holmgren's and Paolo Boncaro's and Jane Ivy's of the world. Those guys don't necessarily play the whole summer. If they look as yeah. good as we think they do, you got to catch them early because then they're, they're not going to be playing at the end. So let's lead that then into so game to game basis. Would you ever put any of your real life money on a summer league game. And if you did, how are you thinking about betting game to game? So I actually noticed this trend last season in the preseason. So I was like, I wonder if it's the same thing for summer league, because it's like the games matter, but they don't really matter. Like you're looking for something else. Like you're looking for minutes. You're looking for guys to play like whatever uh, development in both the summer league and the preseason. 
underdogs of plus 200 or better. So specifically for summer league, these are tar- teams that I want to target. Cause like you only have to win. You don't have to win them all. Like you, you're really just throwing darts, rooting for dogs, which is like fun. And you know, summer league dogs of plus 200 or better against the spread are 47, 34 and three. And this is over the past like five years or so with an 11.6% ROI. But if you take those teams straight up, they're 23, 60 and one awful, but that's a plus 42.9%. So like the thing is so far this season, uh, and we're recording before the jazz play. Um, so I don't know if they would fit in the system. It's over three so far, but that's still early. Like there's still going to be a lot more games here. So it's kind of like, I, I'm not throwing like a ton of money on this, but like, if you, you know, it's like, if you want to have a little bit of action, it's something that has been consistent. And if you want to just follow a trend, obviously you should look at these games, but part of the doing this and part of using a system is that the system is worth it. And it's just looking at historical data. So that's, that's generally what I'm doing. I'm not looking to lay points. I'm not looking to back favorites. Just give me a plus money dog. Yeah. And the thing is too, like you said, okay, so it's Owen three so far. So it's like, Oh no, we're Owen three. Is the trend over? No, literally you win the next game and you're one in three. You said 22 and 60. That's like almost the identical ratio. And you're back to, you're back out ahead at that point. So exactly. And plus it's not all plus 200. You're going to get a 250 or 300 or something longer in there. So yeah, I think playing underdogs makes sense here because much like preseason, we don't really have any idea who's going to try to win these games. Exactly. I don't know. For example, as we're talking tonight, Wednesday, I was really excited to watch Chad Holmgren play against Memphis because Memphis has a bunch of really good players. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. I like them for the summer league. Memphis benched all their really good players today. Like Memphis <laughs> just benched their entire starting lineup yeah. because, because they played yesterday. They're playing tomorrow. Three days in a row is not great. And they've got a lot more games to come still. You have no idea when that's going to happen or exactly. which team is like playing for the culture and to develop team culture. And like John Moran is at the sideline. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but, but we don't know necessarily which team is going to go hard. We don't know how's the coach going to do this. this. These are not the head coach. Usually these are just, it's, it's a coach proving themselves as well. And so uh, sometimes you're playing to win a quarter. Sometimes you're playing to win a half. So it's not a spot to just be like, well, the Pistons have Cade Cunningham on the roster. I'm just going to bet on Detroit. He must be the best player there. Like, no, this is probably not even playing. Yeah, yeah, this this is not your moment for that. So I I like the underdog strategy in the regular season. The old adage is if you are taking a team to cover as an underdog, then play the money line to nibble it a little bit. Is this a spot where you're looking to play both or are you mostly just doing the long shot money lines? I'm just playing the money lines just because like I, I get that there's like the backdoor cover. And generally with this line, I, if I see the plus 200, I'm seeing plus six, plus six and a half. But like these teams aren't trying to like foul. Like it's not like it's not really like that. So like I, I just prefer to just play that money line because like the teams are just like, well, we just want to play. And like, you don't really see them like dribble at the clock. Like it, it's just a little bit of a different scenario. So, and then, and like you said, you don't know when these guys are going to sit and the ROI, even though it's profitable against the spread, it's 47 and 34 and three. So it's like a good ROI. That's a great ratio. Um, 
for me, like if I'm just going to throw a couple bucks on it, like I'd rather just play the money line and just like live with the results almost. So if you're looking to bet game to game, just look for the right money line long shot. And like, look, you get, you might just be able to root for Jack Cooley and a bunch of guys you never heard of before. Like Jack Cooley, by the way, summer league legend, like dude played summer league for like eight straight seasons. By the way, I, I, until this season, I, I hope to God that this will not be true of me this summer. For about six consecutive summers, I have watched literally every minute of every summer league game. And uh, I traditionally have written like a 50,000 word manifesto of here's what I thought about every player on every team. Um, uh, Now I have a full-time job at Action Network, so I won't be doing that anymore. I'll be watching some games responsibly, betting occasionally on long shots. What about futures? I'm the futures analyst. We got to do futures. DraftKings and FanDuel at least have futures odds up for Vegas summer champion. Here are your past five summer league champions. Are you ready? It is not the list of teams that win real championships. <laughs> last year's champions, the Sacramento Kings. Second time they've won in the last decade, 2021, 2014. The Kings are the Kings of summer league. Previous champs were the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Lakers. That's the pre LeBron Lakers and the Chicago Bulls. So like I said earlier, you're looking for a team that wants to make a culture statement. That to me is that what I find in common with those teams. It's teams that are trying to say our franchise is about winning and we need to establish a winning team culture here. Not necessarily like I can't look at those team names and be like, Oh, well that's because they had X top five star pick. That's not why your team is winning a summer league championship. These stars aren't even playing all the way till the end necessarily. And uh, the the way the format is now, you only play four games. Everyone plays four games. And then it's just the top two teams playing the championship. That's it. So you pretty much have to go four. No, I would guess. And then after that, it's point differential. So so weird. There there was a team, I believe, last year or a year or two ago, I believe my Timberwolves or perhaps formerly my Timberwolves. I haven't decided yet. But uh, they were 4-0 and then didn't get to play in the championship because they missed the point differential by a few points, if I remember right. So if you're betting future, again, bet the futures. Let's have fun. Let's do a few teams we like. But don't go crazy on this because, like, you can literally not make the championship because your team wasn't good enough at being undefeated. (laughs) That said... I have two teams that I like before I do my teams who caught your eye, Joe, as a team that you might sprinkle a few bucks on the magic are just like always in the contention for this because they're just, they're like fundamentally just bad. And uh, like, and like you said, they're trying to create like a culture. They're trying to get these guys some minutes together. And, you know, it's like, they got Paolo, like they, they want to kind of like build this culture around him, give him some minutes against like some real or relatively real competition. But I mean, their summer league roster is lengthy of like notable ish players, I feel. So I, I, I kind of like them. You're at plus 1400. It's, it's not like the craziest line. And it pains me to say, but you know, like the New York Knicks, their squad out there looks great. <laughs> so um, I, I'm very curious. They're 30 to one. I don't think that they're completely out of the question because like you have all these dudes that don't play in the regular season because Tibbs just won't play them. So it's like, they have to do something to break through. I mean, you have, uh, I think quickly is even on the roster this year. 
but you have guys like you have like Deuce McBride is on the, the roster. He should be playing real minutes, um, but we'll get to that later. But like he, you know, like the Knicks, their squad that they send there, I think with that like culture that they have, like it's like, look, like we're going to run you to the ground. Like they were playing Obi Toppin 35 minutes a game last year in the summer league. He was like summer league standout. So I don't think you see just the way like the Knicks culture is. They're going to be like, yeah, like we brought like 20 dudes to summer league. We're going to play five. <laughs> so, like, and they're probably like, the, they might be the best ones. So at 30 to one at that line's not, I, I kind of like it, but it's also just because that might be the only title I get. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, my prediction for summer league is you are destined you and all Knicks fans to fall desperately and hopelessly in love with John Montero. He's undrafted out of overtime yeah. elite. And he is the exact sort of guy that excels in this setting. He can dribble, he can pull up and get a shot. Trevor Keels, maybe, maybe he'll fall in love with like him man. too. But I think Montero Keels, I, I don't know that I'd pick the Knicks to win summer league, but I think you want to watch the Knicks. I think they're going to yeah. be one of the more fun teams to tune in on. And Jericho uh, Sims is a monster. Double, yes. double king. Remember at the end of the season, we nailed a couple yes. of them. Yes. So. And he's, he's a guy that you love in summer league. Cause he's one of those just try hard and run to the rim. And that's the guy that's going to produce in summer league. So exactly. I, I don't mind that. Here's my two teams. First Philadelphia 76ers, Jane Springer. Uh, so Sixers are already playing. They'll join Vegas a little late. Like I said, I want strong guard play. I want guys who can dribble and shoot. And then hopefully I want depth too, because I don't know which guys are going to disappear off of these teams. I don't know that I love the Orlando play because if Paulo is good enough for them to win summer league, then Paulo is not going to be playing for Fair. them to win summer league. <laughs> so Philadelphia, Jaden Springer to me, I was really high on him in the draft last year. Didn't do a lot last season. Looks good. The summer, he looks a little more um, bring in his step. Sorry. Uh, but finishing well at the rim, getting his jumper, Grant Riller gets the rim at will. Miles Powell is a bucket. Isaiah Joe is a shooter. Cassius Winston, I think he had like double digit assists yeah. in their first game. Like we know he's good. I don't think B-Ball Paul is going to play too much, but he's on the roster. Prevalent Queen and Charlie Brown, like those are really good G League players that are probably going to play real minutes for the team. They had Julian Champagne and Michael Foster as undrafted dudes. Like it's just, it's a deep roster with like 10 plus legitimately good players who are going to be at the very least like good G league rotation guys. Yeah. And there's really nobody on that list that they're going to be like, Oh, besides Paul Reed. Well, this guy's showed us enough. Shut him down now. Maybe yeah. Springer if he's super awesome, but I just think you're going to get a lot of those guys. So I like the Sixers 1600. Sure. I like that one. The other one is kind of similar case. Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. But I laugh because the Sixers and Grizzlies played each other the opening game at the Salt Lake Summer League. But yeah, Zaire Williams, he started a lot of the games last year. He's playing a lot. It makes me a little nervous. I like to pick a little less that they are playing a lot through Zaire. They're asking him to create. And summer teams will do that a lot. They'll kind of like pick one star player or a young guy and be star. like, okay we're going to have summer league be about Zaire, you learning how to create and be a passer. That's great for development. Probably not what I want if they're going for a summer league title necessarily, but yeah. Zaire is good. I don't know that he'll play all the way till the end of summer league, but Xavier Tillman is there. He's another guy that may or may not stick around, but Kennedy Chandler 
just a winner. Chris Paul type guard coming out of Tennessee, second round pick. I love for them. And then they just have a bunch of dudes who like they drafted their entire draft and free agency pickup from this year was all here's a guy who was a superstar in college, but doesn't really have the body or athleticism to play in the NBA. Well, guess what? We're not in the NBA yet. We're still in summer league. So bring me the Kenneth Lofton minutes and bring me Jake LaRavia and David Roddy. Like, I don't know if those dudes can play with NBA athletes, but they might not have to in order to win an NBA summer league. Vince Williams from VCU, another good guy. So Grizzlies 18 to one, Sixers 16 to one. Those are my two futures tickets just to have a little fun. And there's going to be teams I'm going to enjoy rooting for. I like that. I think the Grizzlies have a definite shot. And I agree with the Tillman take. Cause I think Tillman is like that exact player that would tear up summer league. Cause he's like a little bit undersized, but he's, he can yam. So I, I definitely like that. Cause I think he'll be, he'll be fun to watch when he's definitely, when he's on the floor. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, other teams you want to watch. I don't think I want to be betting on these teams. And in fact, if you're following with Joe and me and playing underdogs, you might end up betting against some of these teams I noticed the Pistons are a favorite. I think, like we said I before, like I think that. that's a mistake. They got Cade on the roster. They got Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay on the roster. I don't think these dudes are playing. Like, I don't know no. if they're there more than just to practice a little bit. Jalen Duran, I don't think is even on the roster yet because of the weird NBA trade rules. Jaden Ivey's going to play, but if he's good, he's not going to finish, you know, like he's no. going to be there all the way. So uh, if you're betting on Detroit, you're betting on Killian Hayes. And <laughs> we, we've, we've done yeah. that one already. I don't know about that. Yeah. Because yeah. then the Warriors are in a similar boat. The Warriors have yeah. like a laundry list of guys, but like they already rested Moody in one game before. Otherwise, I'd love to bet on them. They're 23 to one, but I just don't see those guys getting enough minutes. Right. And you again, you want to watch the Warriors. You don't want to bet on the Warriors. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm hoping to see Wiseman minutes. Yes. I want to see, I want to see what the deal is with him. Since he worked with Jokic's coach. Um, his former coach while he was recovering from injuries. So I'm really curious to see like what he's learned, picked up. I'm very interested in that. Yeah. Uh, as far as guys I want to see or teams I want to see, I want to see Wiseman. He's high on the list. Look, the Warriors won the title and Wiseman is probably going to be a part of their rotation next year. Kuminga will play some. Maybe yeah. Matt Baldwin, their rookie. I want to see what those guys look like. I'm not going to bet on them, but I need to see it. It's going to affect how I think about NBA futures. I obviously, I want to watch OKC. You got to see Chet and Poku. Ugh. Some Josh Giddy while you can. He's not going to be around too gross. long. Um, Paolo, you want to watch on the Magic. The Rockets, you definitely want to see. They had Jabari Smith, they had Ty Tai Washington, and Tar Eason. Um, the Blazers, for sure. Shaden Sharp. Most yeah. of us have basically never watched him play real games. This, I guess, is as close as we come to that. <laughs> so to me, I think those are the teams to watch. If you are listening to this on a Thursday, Thursday night on ESPN, starting at 10 Eastern, Houston, Orlando is the tip off to Vegas Summer League. That That is on purpose. That's not an accident. That's Houston is Jabari, Ty Ty, Tari, Usman Garuba from last year. No Jalen Green. Yeah. He, he does, he'd probably be here watching. But then obviously you got Paulo for Orlando. Did Jalen Suggs get on the roster? I don't. I don't uh, think I, saw I don't. Him. I didn't see him on the roster. Yeah, no. I, don't, I don't think Suggs or Franz Wagner is playing. But you get you get Paolo and Jabari. So that's like a pick them game. They have a lot the lineup right now. It's Rockets are minus one and a half. Yeah, so that's uh, that's probably not one that you'll we will be betting on because we're no. not going to get our money line we want. Portland, Detroit is the nightcap. 
And by nightcap, I mean it literally tips at midnight Eastern. So uh, you can get some late night basketball, like Pac-12 after dark type basketball in here. What's what's not to love? So Portland, Detroit, again, two more teams that we get Shane Sharp on opening night and we get uh, whatever lineup Detroit puts out there, at least Jane Ivey and Shane Sharp and then whoever else Detroit manages to find. Uh, they do have both the Bayheims, I think. So if you're if you're Sounds into like some that. late night Syracuse basketball, bring on the Bayheim brothers, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, Joe, before we wrap up on summer league, do you have any any other thoughts that you've been dying to get out? Any other summer league takes, summer <laughs> league bets? How how to watch, how to play this? Anything else? Watch it with uh, with something cold in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Enjoy yourself, like. This is the place to, to, to put your five or $10 bets down and exactly. find a, find a reason to care and find some guy to watch and grab a cold one. And enjoy the game. Exactly. That's, that's the spot. All right. I think that is enough NBA for one day. We got some more summer league. We need to watch anyway, before we get out of here, Joe, people can find you on Twitter at Joe Delera. They can find you on the app, track all of your bets, your billion NBA props during the season. Somehow you bet more props than I do. And I'm the props guy here. <laughs> Got to get the action network app. If you do not have the action network app, what are you doing? You could get like 50 in day notifications from Joe and I combined, turn the notifications on, get all of our bets in real time. And we got a new app, Joe, we got a new interface. Have, have you been using this thing? What do you like about it? The new app's sick. So, uh, you know, you got the videos are in there. The podcasts are all in there. So you can kind of like easily find stuff. And, you know, it's the off season right now. So I'm playing a little MLB. You can actually track your no run first innings, which is kind of cool because I feel like that's like a very popular bet that like a lot of people want to track. And like, I'd want to know like how I'm doing with that because it's so prevalent. Um, So I like that. And I think that the app, the way it is now, like it's really easy to navigate between like being able to find a video for like what's current. So it's like, you're not going to different apps. You don't need to go to YouTube. You don't need to go to Twitter, like follow us on Twitter, but like, you don't need to go there. You can get everything in the app uh, between the podcast, the videos, the bets, the articles, it's all right there. So I, I've really enjoyed the update. Yeah, absolutely. Get, get your nerfy bets in, right? Is that, is that what the, the cool kids call it? Your nerfies? I, I, I love that. It's, it's like betting on like an opening draw. It, it's, it's basically the equivalent of the first basket bet in the NBA. Yeah. Just get your money, get out of there, and then take a nap during the other three hours of the baseball game. That's my kind of bet. So yeah, check the app out. Make sure you're on there if you haven't have it yet. Buckets will be back next week uh, for some more episodes, more summer league check-in. We'll find out what Matt learned in Vegas. A lot of scuttlebutt out there with all the execs and everyone there and see uh, if they put Chet into the Hall of Fame yet. For Joe Delera, I'm Brandon Anderson. For all of us here at Action Network, let's get buckets.